The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier esports betting site. Bet on your favorite games like CSGO, Dota 2, and League of Legends, and earn Unicorns through successful bets, or use Unicorn's exclusive Connect program, where you can earn Unicorns just by playing some of your favorite games. Use your earnings to enter Unicorn's raffles for exciting prizes like Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins. So join Chase and Walter and prove who really is the esports gambling expert. Unicorn.com. Log on today. Back to day four of our European LCS 2017 Summer Split Team by Team Preview. Day four, we've covered three teams. One of them was G2, one of them was H2K, and the other one was the number one in my heart, the Unicorns of Love. That is right. We are doing our team by team previews once again. I believe this is this is the third or fourth time we've done them. Uh, and when I say we, I mean, of course, my good friend and co-host of the very popular Rough Drafts podcast channel, Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar. And he's also back to writing on Unicorn.com. Chase, Absolutely. how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I think that we're going to be talking about a very interesting team today. I'm, I'm very excited about this team and their potential. I, I think that they had a move that they needed to make in order to fix the one thing that was really holding them back. I think that they did a great job of addressing that need. And I think that this is an organization that has exactly the mentality that we want organizations to have when they look at their team. They genuinely believe, you know what, fourth place, not good enough. We're not satisfied with that. We want to push forward, and I can't wait to see them try to do that this split. They are certainly a, a group of fun misfits, if you will, for what we're used to in Europe. Oh, you, you totally got rid of my joke. I was going to say, your thoughts are not misplaced. I'd say they are the perfect <laughs> fit. They are, in fact, the misfits, uh, co-sponsored by the Miami Heat. Yes. yes, the Miami Heat of basketball fame, uh, Shaq fame. It's very interesting. Shaq, his two jerseys on uh, his, his 2K18 covers are going to be the Lakers and the Miami Heat. Not the Celtics, not the Phoenix Suns, not even the Orlando Magic where he started his career. The Miami Heat and the Lakers. But we'll talk about that on the 2K18 cover podcast <laughs> edition of the Rough Draft Podcast. We're going to go over this roster just real quick because there was a roster change. They actually have happened. The offseason has not just been dark and full of terrors. It's been full of spontaneous changes. Uh, of course, Elfari is still the top laner. Power of Evil still the mid laner. Hansama and Ignar are your bot lane. But they replaced Kakao for Maxlore. Everyone, put your Kakakos in the channel one last time. Uh, the Kakao experiment for Misfits is over successful or not i mean 
Chase, I'll let you be the judge of that. What Was this yeah. a good move? I mean, I think it was a good move. And I okay. think that t players and, and fans are, you know, maybe perplexed by that. I've seen a lot of people who have said, like, man, Kakao was so good. He was third team, all pro EU in, in the EU LCS. And I think that is fair. I I had him fourth on my list, but I had him very solidly fourth. I thought that he was a tier above everyone else on the list in terms of their play just in the spring split. And I think that he was a lot closer to the guys that I had in the top three than he was to the fifth. But, and this is a big but, just being a good player is not always enough to be the right fit for a team. And what we're learning about the misfits is that they need better communication and shot calling capabilities. You know, we saw them and you know, fall down two nothing to Splice in their quarterfinal series before rallying back uh, and and taking this uh, great reverse sweep in that first round of the playoffs. But let's face it, if they didn't get very lucky that Splice ran themselves into a wall over and over again with that cannon pick, I'm not sure the misfits are there, and that's a problem. It's a problem that when the pressure was on. They did not understand how to execute their strategies. It's a problem that towards the end of the split, they were so one note in their strategies. We take the bot lane tower, we put really big emphasis on that, that opens up dragon control for us, that opens up the map to do everything else that we as misfits want to do. And I understand doing that, I understand that their early game was for the majority of the season uh, among the best in the league. They ended up being third, but they were mostly in that second spot until right towards the end. But I think that getting the shot calling, and more specifically, getting a player in Maxilor who so perfectly bounces off of Misfit's strengths, because their best player, in my opinion, is Power of Evil. Power of Evil had an amazing split. I had him as my vote for the first team All-Pro mid laner. He ended up getting second, which I think is fine. I think the guy was absolutely out of his mind this season. Uh, you look at the, the pure numbers, 5.7 KDA, 74.6% kill participation. Uh, didn't necessarily do very well in lane, but did much better afterwards. I mean, the guy was a dominant force. And I think that you have now a jungler in Maxlor whose one big MO is, I make my mid lane better. When he played for Giants, he made Knight better. And look at what happened to Knight as soon as he left and, and the difference that that made. You look at Rockat, he made Betsy better. That second half comeback doesn't happen if Maxler isn't there facilitating that lane and, and giving them some options in that regard. So I think all in all, I like the move. I like what it does for their communication opportunities. I like what it does for the mid lane and playing around that strength. I think the biggest questions with this team are on pieces that were unaffected by this move. Uh, specifically, I, I think I have questions about uh, Alfari in, in his laning phase, and I think I have, uh, or after the laning phase, I should say, and I think I have big questions about the bot lane and whether they're going to live up to the talent that they should okay, really okay, have. Okay, 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 I, I, I will not allow you to besmirch Hansan. I'm, I'm not, I'm not that, that's where I'm going to put my foot down here. Because you said some things here that I, I, I feverently disagree with. I don't think them playing one style is a bad thing. This is their first split in the LCS. Like, let's not forget, they were just trying to make sure they were going to stay in the LCS. And they were better than, I think, a lot of people really, really anticipated. I don't think anyone thought they were going to be quite as good as they were. I don't think anyone expected Power of Evil to be as good as he was. I think all of us were laughing our butts off 
when the cacao announcement was made. I'm pretty sure every single one of us were going, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess he's not an 027 LSPL mid laner, but yeah, he was terrible in the LSPL. None of us thought he was going to be a really good, solid player. We all had questions across the board, and for them to surprise us like this, and to play so well, and to be in the position where they can say, well, you know, we think we're maybe one or two little tweaks here away from actually contending for a title. I don't think anyone would have said that at the beginning of spring. We would think that that was where they are at the summer was. That being said, I'm not going to allow you to to down talk on Hansama because it's not his meta. He's playing utility. Jin is not a champion that he should be playing. Ash is not a champion he should be playing. He shouldn't be playing something like Avaris. Like, he should be playing hard carries. He should be playing Twitch and Lucian and moving into those kind of AD carries because he is the next forgiven. He's not the next sneaky. He's the next forgiven. And he yeah. hasn't been given the appropriate chance to shine on those champions yet. Guess what? I agree with that 100%. Okay. This is my point. I, I said that... They didn't. They haven't let that happen yet, and they clearly have the talent to do it. Let Han Sama off his leash. But that, it's a meta thing. That's it's the problem. Well, it was no, a meta I thing. I don't think it's a meta thing because we've seen him. He had two Draven games, and he dominated on that. And Draven is most certainly not in the meta. He is capable of hard carrying on things that were not in the meta. When he played Lucian, it was not a meta champion, and it did very well in the LCS when he played it. I think that Varus is something that you can certainly hard carry on, and that was something that he played a lot of. But I do believe they tried to pigeonhole him into what they believed the meta said about AD carries. Well, guess what? Reckless proved that maybe we were underestimating some opportunities, that maybe there were these champions that if you play really well, you can still find those openings for yourself. And if Reckless could win with all of the weird picks that he threw out there, I guarantee you Hansama could have done the same if given the opportunity. I don't want to hear, oh, but it's the meta. That's an excuse. That is a cop-out. That is, that is you saying, like, hey, I do not have the flexibility to adjust. And in all reality, I don't agree with that with Hansama. I think his potential is clearly there. I think the Misfits have not allowed him to be that guy yet. I think that some of that comes down to what they've seen Ignar's role in this team as. I think that he roams a lot, and I appreciate that. I think that that's a strong thing. I think his playmaking has been very helpful. I think getting the mid lane going by roaming up to that lane is very helpful. But that means you're not helping Han Salman. It means you're not letting him be that guy to play around. And I think that, at the very least, he needs to be your number two option. I think that he is definitely a carry threat on his own. I think that they need to put him in situations where they can. I think they need to let Ignar sometimes help him out in lane and be a playmaker on that end. Let's bring Maxlore down to the bot lane rather than making the support always come up to another lane. And, and maybe we just say that Alfari can be a role player rather than constantly asking him, hey, can you win lane by a lot and then maybe have a couple ultimates here and there in team fights? Like, I, I think that in all reality, they have these super strong tools available to them in the bottom half of the map, and they need to have a better job and a more efficient use of those resources. And that's going to come down to Daku. I think Daku has a lot that you can learn from their playoff performances, from the things that didn't work, especially towards the end of the season. And it's time for them to put those things together because now they have you know, a communication system. Most all of these players can speak English now. 
there are no excuses anymore. You should be able to communicate effectively. And if you're wondering, Chase, why are you being so super critical of a team that just came into the LCS last split? Because Misfits is being super critical of a team that just came into the LCS last split. Because that's the standard that Misfits said they want to be held to and that they're holding themselves to. And if that's what you want, Misfits, awesome. I'm happy to hold you to that standard. I think you are capable of more than you did last split. And I challenge you to see that. I challenge you to let Han Sama be that guy and to play around the strengths that I think you clearly have. And I think that's necessary for them to take a leap forward if that's really what they want to be, if they want to be more than just a fourth place team. So you think Han Sama is, is the cog, is the key that would be uh, critical for them to potentially get to the finals and, and, and knock off G2? Because that's going to be the question yeah. I'm going to ask you for every single team. What needs to happen inside this team for them to, in a potential final match, beat G2? So what is the thing that Misfits needs? It, it is on some, and it's going to be Maxlor too, to a very large extent. Let's be clear. You still need to have that jungling presence. He has to prove that he can get Power of Evil ahead and, and get those leads going. Power of Evil certainly did a lot of that this season. He needs to be able to prove that he can do it again and that this isn't this kind of aberration, and now he's going to return back to the mid laner that he was before. I have faith that he will. I, I believe, personally, that he's going to continue to be this huge force for the team. I think that Hansama can be a huge force for the team, and if they play around that, now they have two lanes and this entire bottom half of the map that they can play around. We already know how efficient they are at rotating down and taking that bot tower. They can do so much more and open up the map for themselves in that way. I will say I think a lot of it's going to come down to how Alfari fits in the upcoming meta. I think that he is a player who, if you look at him, he looked like a rookie. Uh, that doesn't mean he didn't look like a strong rookie. The Xerxes really changed all of our expectations for what a rookie jungler should be. And we've been fortunate enough in Europe that we've had a lot of mid laners that just came in and day one were very good. Most rookies start the way that Alfari's career did, where it was good, but there were flaws and he still has things he needs to hammer out. If he takes a step forward, and Han Sama gets to be the guy and they figure out how to utilize him properly, yeah, I think they can challenge G2. I think they could challenge any team in Europe. I think they have the sheer roster talent to do it, and I think they have the right instincts for it, but they just have to make those couple tweaks. And have, I think Maxler was step one to doing that. We had another top lane rookie that had the same skill set that Alfari did, where he was a very, very dominant player in the laning phase, and that it was that late game kind of macro decision-making, one to TP that he had some issues with. And he got better. He got much, much better in his second split. I'm talking about Wonder. Yeah. And if Alfari goes the Wonder route, then he's going to become a very, very solid top laner. Now, Wonder still does make some mistakes in the in the late game. He's only been around for three splits. Like, you're allowed to make mistakes. You don't have to be perfect. You, you absolutely do not have to be perfect. But he's got one piece of it down and that that tremendous laning phase that Alfari has his ability to just absolutely crush opponents in the laning phase it does a lot for him and he doesn't need a lot of help to get there so this could be a very 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 interesting team coming into the summer they've got some circuit points built up i don't think they're ready for worlds but maybe if another team chokes like they typically do in the playoffs chase final prediction where do misfits end up at the end of the summer. You know, if you guys have noticed, I, I had H2K at fourth, I had the Unicorns of Love at third, that means second is open. This is the team I'm willing to gamble on. I think Misfits get second place. 
I think this is a really good team. I love everything about this roster. I think that there are a lot of opportunities for them to take a step forward. And I think that the talent level is is surely there. I think that they did get better at certain things as the season went on. I think that what happened towards the end is that they stalled out. And I think the communication was a big reason for that. I think they had to stick to a couple strategies because that way you don't have to worry so much about early game communication, which can be a problem when you have players that can't speak English as well as you'd like. Mm -hmm. They're not going to have their problem this time around. Maxlor should have versatility to change some things. I think he's going to be more likely to play around the lanes that you want them to play around. I just, I have a lot of faith in this team. I think they're going to be really good. And I think that especially if Hans Sama, the meta works to his strengths and they let him off the hook, I, oh boy, I am I am all in on him. I'm willing to, to jump that in. And, uh, and I hope that they live up to it. I think those expectations are there. I think those are the expectations they have for themselves. And anything less than that is going to be a disappointment to both them and me. So come on, Misfits. Please back my faith in you. I'm trusting you here. Take I, it home. I agree. I agree. I think that this is the, uh, this is the team that's going to be competing with Unicorns of Love for that second, third spot. I think I absolutely agree with you because I think the meta is going to shift in such a way that it, it behooves them. I think that we're going to go into sort of a hard carry, protect the 80 carry style of composition. And I think that's really, really good for not only Han Sama, but I think that also will put Power of Evil on champions that work really well. He's a really good Orianna player. He's a really good control mage player. If Lulu ever comes back in the meta, oh boy, if Lulu goes to the mid lane, Power of Evil's Lulu is almost as good as Zamfira, the original mid Lulu god. That is that is a throwback name. The I think that's the third time I brought it up on the podcast when talking about Lulu. So I agree with you there. Uh, and that's been a podcast. That is day four in the books. We got four teams out of the way. H2K, G2, Unicorns of Love, and today Misfits. We've gotten three teams out of the way over in North America with the fourth today. So go right on and listen to that one. That should be the next uh, video slash podcast in your feed. And as always, you guys can follow me at C80s underscore LOL. Chase? I'm at Redshirt King. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. I think the Misfits is going to be a team that potentially some people disagree on. You know, I, I think that there are problems that were exposed in the playoffs that a lot of people are likely to be worried about. I believe they're going to be fixed, but if you want to talk about why you believe that they're going to continue to be an issue or what it is you think this team ultimately ends up as, I'd love to talk to you guys about it. It should be a very interesting team to watch for sure. Absolutely. I really can't wait to watch this, and I can't wait to watch the next team that we talk about because I don't know if you guys noticed, we're wearing the same laundry. And honestly, I'm not the type of person to wear the same shirt for four days. So we're going to be waiting for the final database to be completely filled out for all the teams to be locked in, and then we'll get on to our fifth team. So come back tomorrow. We'll have a fifth team ready and waiting for you. And until then, goodbye, Internet. Hey there, C80s here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, consider supporting us at www.patreon.com backslash roughdraftspod. For just a dollar a month, you can join your fellow listeners in our patron-only Discord channel and help keep the content coming. Or join our VIP club, where a dollar a show or eight bucks a month gets you first priority on all patron content, like our patron-only Q&As. And check us out on all of our social media, Twitter, at Rough Pod, 
Facebook.com backslash Rough Drafts Pod, SoundCloud.com backslash Esports Rough Drafts, as well as on iTunes and YouTube by just searching for the Rough Drafts Podcast. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.